really have, has been a, an icon for Kingdom Talks and uh, wow. appreciate it very much. Thank so. you. It was, it was fun doing it. That was my first first time to actually do something like that. So I, I enjoyed it. So it was an honor. Well, so. I've got a producer friend who's uh, listened to it and he's like, that guy's got a good voice. So <laughs> I told him, I said, I don't know if he's he's up for hire, but I could give you his name and information. <laughs> <laughs> See, I use the auto tune, right? And that, that just makes it work perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, so in part one, we mm. talked about, you know, just this whole thing of chasing signs, wonders, and miracles, and how, honestly, that is so off from what the Father really is looking for. I mean, he's looking for the people that uh, have engaged with him in their identity and know who they are in him. And it's like, once you get that, those signs, wonders, and miracles will follow yeah. those people. You don't have to go seeking for it. I, 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 I hate to say it, and I know a lot of people are going to take this wrong, but I could care less whether I do any signs, wonders, and miracles. To me, as we talked about last time, the greatest miracle is seeing people set free and yeah. understanding who they really are. That Absolutely. is the greatest miracle. I don't yeah. care how many people you raise from the dead or anything else. Mm. If they don't know who they are in Christ, it really hasn't made a lot of difference. I mean, eh, that may be stretching it, you know, that may yeah. be too big of a statement there. And I apologize. Don't mean to <laughs> downplay that. But um, I, I really, you know, I know you're seeing people set free. Mm-hmm. We've seen people set free. We get testimonies all the time of people getting set free. And not only do they get set free, but it sets their families free. Absolutely. Um that's the beauty of it. it. It just begins to be a domino effect of people setting people free yeah, and not having to conform to my design of religion and what I think it should be. Yep. So as I said at the end of part two, I wanted to talk about, you know, what's going to happen to the charismatic leader in this next age? And mm. we'll start with that. I got three other things. I wanted to look at affirmations and then keys. But <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts Ooh. on that? <clears throat> you know... Honestly, I, I think I, I think we're we're gonna see the charismatic leaders. Many of them have have nervous breakdowns. <laughs> I mean, to be quite honest, I know that's kind of a, a a difficult thing to say, but I think as as we're seeing, especially the environment with coronavirus and some of the the greater isolation, it it's gonna force them to really look at where are they within you know are they in performance or are they in actually intimacy. And I, and I think we kind of mentioned last time, I think we're starting to see that even with the prophetic voice there, you know, if, if you challenge the, the prophetic narrative of today, especially from the political spectrum, you are absolutely destroyed as you're lacking faith and this and that. And we just have to hang yeah. on, which I'm like, wait a minute. If, if God is really in control of this, but you're telling me that it's my lack of prayer or lack of faith or even disagreement <laughs> with you is going to wreck the system, then we've got a problem. <laughs> I'm sorry, but something's wrong here. And I mean, they it's really just, good. It, they just are destroying one another for anybody that thinks differently. And that's actually a scary thing to me that this group think within the body of Christ that we're beginning to see that you can't have diversity of thought. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's that is not yeah. a healthy yeah. thing for us. And I, I think yeah. I think that we I think that the charismatic, you know, leaders are gonna be forced to shift, but I think it is gonna it's gonna divide some of that. That as those come in those others that come into intimacy, they won't be focused on the signs and the miracles. Um, and they're gonna be <clears throat> understanding identity and intimacy and greater freedom. 
And then you'll, I think you'll have the others that are going to try to push even harder for signs and miracles and wonders. And I, I think that that's going to lessen as, as we move forward, because we have yeah. to enter as a whole into identity and intimacy. And ultimately that, that produces rest for each of us individually. And I think one of the high priorities for this next age is to understand the power of oneness yeah. and the charismatic leaders, there's nothing wrong with being charismatic. I mean, sure. that's just kind of who they are in most cases. But when they're relying on that to get them through, or worse yet, there's a whole group of people that just seem to flock to the charismatic. And it doesn't matter yeah. what that person says, they're going to believe it. Right. And I just encourage everyone to really, again, it's all about your identity. Once you understand who you are in Christ, you're not going to be seeking you know, to just follow somebody because they're, they're, they're good looking or they have the, the right words to say. Yeah. Many of them have great messages, not, you know, knocking yeah. that at all. Um, but we have to know who we are so that we can go with what Father's saying to go with. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you there's a lot of people following charismatic leaders that are following just because they're charismatic, not because they're called to. Right. Not because they're supposed to. But rather, we need to be thinking individuals where we start thinking. We go to the Father and we ask, Father, where do you, where's my path? Because mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if you're following your path, you're going to be super, super happy in doing yeah. what Father's got for you to do and not trying to measure up to something somebody else has said. Yeah. And that's gotten so many people in trouble where everybody's trying to do what the, 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 the guru, the leader has said, you know, should be done. Mm -hmm. And that's just getting, getting us in trouble. Yeah. Getting a lot of people in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I really think that uh, the, the leaders of this next age, and I've said this many times already, but <clears throat> the leaders of the next age, the great leaders, are going to be the ones that are able to call forth and call out of the body the things that fathers put into them. Yes. So it's not just one person standing up and grandstanding about all the great things that they've done or the, you know, great things, you know, teachings that they have, right. you know, that, you know, not to say that they shouldn't share what they've been given, but that they're not making it all about them, but rather they turn it around. They maybe share what they've got and they turn it around then and say, now you've been listening. And as you've been listening, you got a download from the father. Yeah. Now it's time to come up and share that download so that we can all hear it because I right. guarantee you, the wisdom you can gain from one person is nothing compared to what we can get from the body. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, yeah. you know, you, you've just, you've nailed it really that that is what I'm beginning to see. And it's that being able to reproduce. And I think that to me is the, I would honestly, I would say the tragedy of, of years past that you have these incredibly anointed teachers and preachers that are, and they're, they are, they're anointed and they're gifted but they're not able to reproduce. And when they either pass on or do something different, everybody's left in like shambles because they don't know what to do hmm. because they've not been empowered through identity and freedom to actually move into their own calling. And I think that is really what we're going to see more and more of is that it's a decentralized um, kind yes. of movement of the body because it's yes. not focused on the prophetic leader or the charismatic leader. Those are great, but this is a, this is an unstoppable movement of each individual within the body operating in their full capacity from an identity perspective. And that you can't stop that, that, that yeah. doesn't, 
it doesn't matter whether Corona is there or something else or lockdowns or terrible governments. It, it doesn't matter at that point. It's unstoppable. Yeah. No, I love that. <clears throat> and it you know, becomes a, a movement of this is interesting, a movement of God, you know, because that's what I believe this is. It yeah. is a movement of God and it's a movement of the people which God is in the people, and there is a oneness about the movement of God. Right. <laughs> but, but we have to come together with an understanding that each of us carry a piece. Right. Yeah. And then if we just rely on one, we'll never get the fullness. Right. And, and even those great charismatic leaders need to understand that so that they start looking at, wait a minute, I, this can't be all about me. I've got to draw from the body. Right. And yeah. That's good. a yeah, that's a huge piece. And, you stuff. know, and one thing that I've been hearing others actually, you know, talking to me and, and we've been talking about is that actually we're learning that we are the church. The church yes. isn't this massive body. It's because no. we have the oneness and the fullness, actually we are the temple. We are the church and it's oneness within Christ. And then you're not looking at elsewhere externally. And you realize, oh, I can function fully in that. And that is a huge mm -hmm. now. So it makes a huge difference. Well, uh, you know, by the time this comes out, we'll have already brought this new thing that we're going to do. Uh, so I'm going to say this now and everyone's going to say, oh, yeah, I've already seen that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know that you've heard. We're, Father gave me this download, I think, uh, in October. October 1010 mm -hmm. gave me a download on uh, with a vision of a round table and on the table. Did I tell you this before? I, I think I've heard this. Yeah. Yeah. But, but oh, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's being made. In fact, the, uh, the table is in the back oh, of wow. my car or my, my uh, Honda right now. I've got to take it up to somebody who's going to burn into it. Sons of the one. Wow. And that's talking about that's God, but mm -hmm. we're sons you know, we're his sons and we're coming to the table together. And it's oh, not wow. about just one person. It's not about, you know, we don't uh, don't want it to be about Adina and I. I mean, we're the we're the leaders of this portion of things, but that's just our responsibility. That doesn't mean it's about, you know, us or anyone else, but that the table is for everyone to come to and that we're going to be inviting people to it. And, uh, and I definitely hope you'll be a part of that, be able to I'd come on to. occasionally and yeah. and uh you know, have, have the discussions. Some of them may be hard. You know, we want to be, we want to be careful because it's like, sure. you know, there are some things that you don't discuss in front of your kids. Right. <laughs> right you know, right. so yep. we do, I have learned that I, I got to keep that in mind. And uh, <laughs> what am I discussing? Because some will take it and do damage. Right. So that's what we need to just be careful of, but we want to have the conversations where we can bring things out into the open that perhaps weren't brought into the open before or have different points of view uh, brought out into the open that right. maybe haven't been allowed because it's like, no, that's wrong. We just don't even listen to that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're going to, we're going to hear it. Absolutely. So, no, I'd, I'd, man, I'd be honored. That'd be, that'd be really, really cool uh, to be able to, to, to join you on that. So it'd be awesome. That would, that would be cool. Uh, I was going to say something, but I better wait till behind the scenes. <laughs> I was going to invite you. Uh, I guess, you know, people who know us know this, that, you know, if if you're coming to Colorado Springs, you got a place to stay. So, yeah, just, no, yeah, I, I can tell yeah. you, you know, there's been there's been a number of times like, man, I just, of course, from from Houston, it's about a 20 hour. Eh, it's about a 17 hour, 16 hour drive. But 
like I just drive on up to see old Gil and just hang out for a couple of days, you know, it would I, be cool. I, I will probably do that at some point. <laughs> I'll let you know yeah. before I just show up at your door, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that that would be good too, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. Only because sometimes we're pretty busy. We're oh, pretty yeah. busy most of the time. And I have to like, I, I, I want to be able to take some time out. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd love to have you guys come. Yeah. So um, another thing I wanted to talk about, and we've kind of already touched on in, in part one, but, um, you know, where are people getting their affirmation from? Mm. Uh, and, you know, we talked about in part one in the sense of people that are doing signs, wonders and miracles that it, if they're not careful, all of a sudden that's where they get their affirmation from. What's going to happen if uh, one day they go to do signs, wonders and miracles and nothing happens? Right. Are they going to be OK? That would be the challenge, because if they're OK, if they're like, don't know, guys. It's just not mm. happening. Father's not, you know, doing this thing for me through me right now. So um, it's all good, and they're good, truly good in their heart. Then right. I'm like, Hallelujah! That's that's what we need to see. But problem is, I can't see in their heart. You know, that's going to be between them and God. Yeah. <clears throat> and I would suspect that a lot of the people would be crushed to find out that God's not affirming them right. by allowing them to do signs, wonders, and miracles, and the people around them aren't giving them the kudos that, you know, they might normally get. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, I think that is, and I, I can tell you from my own experience, what happened to me, I freaked out <laughs> right? when, when those things stopped or when I had, you know, uh, kind of to leave some environments that I had invested so heavily in, man, it, it really it caused a bit of a, well, it was, it was an identity struggle it's like, well, who am I really without those? And it, does the father, is he still proud of me? Is he, is, does he love me as much when I'm doing nothing as when I'm doing everything? <clears throat> and, and I think to your point, where we get our affirmations is really that, that key foundation and key question of the identity foundation, you know, course, as we go, go through that. Because until you've answered that and really addressed that, you're still in performance. Whether you're, to your point, whether you're raising people from the dead, healing the sick, which are great things, but you're still operating in performance in most cases and not out of identity. And, you know, I think obviously folks operating out of identity are still doing those things, but it's not, you know, my value isn't dependent on how, yeah. you know, how, how many yeah. people I'm healing or am I given to the poor X amount or those types of things. And that's the biggest piece because really my affirmation comes from my identity and nothing that I do. Exactly. I that is, yeah. that has been, I think honestly the most challenging thing for myself personally, but then even as I'm walking others through that as they get that and as it begins to click for them i mean they just literally they just they weep because it, it is such freedom for them uh, that they just they almost can't handle it you know and, and even in in the course of the the discussions that i've had with folks they once they realize that actually my own sin right does not impact my relationship with the father which is offensive yeah. when you first hear that, but then they even yeah. go down the path of, so, well, wait a minute, why am I not going and living up life and, and doing the things that I did before I was a Christian? And, and we've had conversations where some of the, 
the folks are like, you know, I had a heck of a lot more fun back then than I am now as a Christian. And that's an honest conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's like, and my question to them is great. Why aren't you doing that then? And they're like, well, they weren't expecting that. Right. Because you're <laughs> supposed to tell them, oh, no, yeah. that's bad. I'm like, well, right. <laughs> why are you not doing that then? And it, and it forces them to really think through that on where that, where they're getting their affirmation because most Christians that I, that I watch set, get set free in this, the first question is, well, what do I do now? Right. And they're, the reason they say is that they've, everything that they've done has been living up to pleasing the father to trying to be good enough to perform. And when you just take that all away and say, actually, as Paul says, your performance is a bunch of junk. It means nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And once they get over the offense of that, they're like, well, <laughs> what do I do now? You know, and it's like, you just be, and you just yeah. operate in intimacy with the father. And I can now go and sit in the heavens with the father and do nothing. And he loves me. Absolutely. And yeah. that's the beauty of it's it. It's one of the greatest know? things you can do. Yes. <laughs> it's just yes. Go sit with the father and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, people think, well, nothing's going to ever get done. It's like, no, then when you are, you know, when God does show you to do something, right. that you do it from a place of rest and it happens, it's, it's a thousand times better than what you Absolutely. could do on your best day. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, the funniest thing, Gil, is when, you know, as we're have the pleasure of taking folks into an encounter with, with Jesus, I think 90% of the time, literally, they're, they're like laying on the grass with Jesus next to him, watching the clouds and just, mm -hmm. and Jesus is, you know, I always like, Jesus is goofy sometimes, you know, and he's just giggling and they're, he's making shapes with the clouds that are like funny shapes and making, <laughs> making the other person laugh. I mean, it is, it's absolutely, it's, it's pointless from a performance perspective, but that's the whole point, right? He's like, I love being with you nothing yeah. else. I just love being with you. And, and what's funny is in, in this one vision, the second time they went back into that space, then he was having them shape the clouds and be silly as well. But what's funny That's is cool. they were now learning to operate in dominion and as a son or a daughter in the kingdom, but it, was, so good. it was silliness and it was playfulness. But what he was actually teaching them was rest but then also the power that we actually have in that space when we operate an identity, it's limitless power and we're just scratching the surface of it, yeah. you know, if and that. this whole deal of healing <laughs> folks and operating in the gifts. I mean, that's actually not even the beginning of it really of what yeah, it's what's the possible. elementary stuff. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, it Hey, is. we need to, we need to take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, definitely want to look at, some of the keys that we could share with people to start down that road. So cool. we'll be back right after this. Join the Kingdom Restoration Age online conference through the recordings. Well, I just want to say what awesome teaching has been on. The only solutions that exist are in the tree of life. And the goal is be loved. It's not just about speaking. It's about application. Do not stop at any one place. The Reformation to me is you're taking a system back to its original intent. Activate you into the fullness of who you are meant to be in your restoration design. Would you show us what on earth is going on? I mean, you just go for it, and but you do it together. The diversity 
the love, taught and demonstrated for how we need to operate and be transformed to thrive in this next age we have already stepped into. And I will often engage with my perfected self. We have to be in it. It wasn't that. You know what changed? And you know what I found out? I, I really want to do this, but I'm scared. And then trust your very first impressions about how the Lord looks today. Color, clothing, expression on the Lord's face. The rawness, the bareness, and man, that's what we need, Steve. I won't be offended. <laughs> See our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com, for more. All right, I'm back with Martin. And um, so, Martin, we were talking on the break. Uh, just sharing one of, one of my favorite verses, and I don't remember the address of it, but it's, For freedom's sake, Christ came to set us free. And, you know, when you really dig into that verse, basically it's saying that he set you free to do whatever you want to do. You can even sin. And, and that just blows people's minds. But the, but the truth of it is when we truly realize how much love and freedom he has given to us, mm-hmm. and we really begin to understand who we are, uh, I can testify for myself that most of the garbage that I was dealing with just melted away. Yeah, I didn't even have a desire for it anymore. So it's not about trying and grunting your way through and gritting your teeth, trying to be disciplined about all that. No, the key is inti- intimacy with the Father, which that's what I want yeah. to talk about is intimacy, or excuse Absolutely. me, the keys. And that's definitely probably the, the biggest key that I can think of mm-hmm. is time with the Father, the intimacy to where you begin to hear and believe what he says about yeah. you. No, I, and I, I agree, Gil. I mean, that's honestly, that's some of the conversations we've had, and people are shocked when you say exactly what you just said. And I've said that, and they're like, what are you talking about, that I'm free to sin? And the answer is like, well, if Jesus paid for it all, which he did, and there is no sin because there is no law, and Jesus has covered it, then what are you focusing on? And the result of that, as people process through that, and they focus on identity, to your point, they suddenly realize that, well, I'm not struggling with porn. I'm not struggling with lust. I'm not struggling with these things as much as I used to. And then a couple of weeks, they're not even struggling with it. And suddenly, their outside begins to actually reflect what's happening inside. And all of a sudden, they're living more and more free. And it's just a massive change for them. So yeah, yeah. It, and, and that that is a really tough one for people to swallow when they hear, yeah, you're free to sin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but as you grow in your identity, you're not going to have a desire for it. No, you know? no. It's, it just it yeah. just naturally cleans up. But yeah, I, I think to your point, I mean, those, it's those, once you get some of those keys, you know, of the fr- freedom in there, then it, it begins to really cascade and transform you. Uh, as you begin to discover those and really take hold of those. So those are just key pieces. So so we got about five or six minutes, um, yeah. and I don't know how much you would like to share, but uh, what are some other keys that you could share with people that would, um, you know, maybe give them some steps, some things that they could start working on, even though they may not have your course, they may not have our course, but sure. yeah. Sure. So Go ahead. You know, I think a couple of keys that I've found, <clears throat> number one, and I start off the course going through covenants. And most of us have never understood covenants before. And it's actually really important because without understanding covenants, we're left with this schizophrenia in Christianity where the the God of the Old Testament is really harsh and judgmental. And actually, I don't want to know that guy because he's going to whack me, right? 
But then Jesus is so cool and nice. And it's like, well, we don't know where we stand. And so we're always back and forth between the two. And so we go through covenants, which really shows why Jesus had to die and what happened on the cross and the true freedom, which actually delivered us and set us free from sin completely. And as we kind of touched on it was that number one, realizing that your freedom is so outrageous that you're actually free to sin now. And that initial key is, is such a massive deal. And then the second is that, you know, the second Corinthians five seventeen of being a new creation, really understanding that you are truly a new creation, which means that you are something totally brand new, literally a brand new species that never existed before and that you are intertwined with Christ to the point where you, there is no separation. And Paul talks about this, right? And we, we talk mm -hmm. about this and we've memorized this, and, but we just go through it without actually understanding how unbelievable and radical that statement really is, is that there is no separation between Jesus and I, I am in him and he is in me. Yeah. And right, which means right. I cannot get any closer to him or further right. away. It's impossible. And he is so proud of me. And the father is proud of me because of that transformation, which means I can't screw it up. Right. And once you kind of get that, it's that's when those are those keys for me that begin to really click and transform. And now I can go face the deepest, darkest aspects of myself because I'm no longer afraid of what I'm going to discover or what Jesus is going to discover, because it's mm -hmm. always going to be identity that's going to be discovered. And that yeah. is the freedom that I think we can begin to walk in, which means now I can begin to enter into true rest with the father because I'm no longer afraid. I'm no longer having to perform for love or Come perform on. to yeah. make him happy. He's already happy with me. And I know yeah. that's that's one of those people who are like, how can you say that, right? I can say the father's proud of me, right? And yeah. you know what? The other thing that I love saying is that I'm his favorite. <laughs> yes. You know, and so are you. That's the beauty of it is that yeah. John, the, the apostle John's the only one who really got it, I believe, because he said, I'm I'm the one that Jesus loves. And we, I used to remember seeing that as like, that's almost a, he's arrogant, man. He's, <laughs> yeah. That's almost offensive, but no, he's the only one that got it, that I'm his favorite. I'm the one he loves. And that every single one of us can say that, especially yeah. as we understand identity uh, on a greater measure. So for me, those are some of those keys uh, that we really go through in the, in the course, but that as you, if you can get that, the absolute ridiculous offensive freedom that we have and the oneness in Christ mm -hmm. that you're so intertwined, intertangled, there's no separation, <clears throat> which means that when the father looks at me and I, and I forget the, the, the verse to your point, the address, but that the same love that God, the father has for Jesus, he has for me and for you. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is mind boggling when you think of that. 
And and there is so so many scripture references that would back that up, and yet uh, it's been hard for people to admit it, partly yeah. because they don't know who they are. Exactly. Because once you know who you are, it's like it makes all the sense in the world <laughs> that he loves me that much. Yeah. 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 It's he embarrassing. Loves each and every. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really can be. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Well, we are out of time, man. And um, I, I'm looking forward to our behind the scenes because I'm not sure exactly where it's going to go. But I'm, <laughs> I, I, I want to I, I, we'll see where it goes. But I want to talk about oneness awesome. and where, where's the oneness really ultimate go, ultimately going? What yeah. does it mean? Awesome. That may be what we talk about. We'll, we'll see when we get there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, Martin, again, honor you, love you. Thank you so much for being on here. And uh, to all of our guests, if you are interested in seeing the behind the scenes, you can go to kingdomtalksmedia.com, look for the partnership tab, and go to the behind the scenes section. Uh, It's $10 a month, and uh, your support means a lot to us. Uh, A lot of people are doing a lot more than that, and we appreciate everything that you can do. Just ask the Father. And we look forward to seeing you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life Keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.